0: Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10 season show. Today, we've got season eight, episode 16, Illegal Tender.
1: Mary, what happened this
2: week? David is so proud of his first music review for the Beverly Beat until he realizes the artist he reviewed, Jamie, is a real person and lost her recurring gig at the club she was working because he talked shit about her bad day. So he convinces Val to let Jamie play at the Peepad pad to make up for it. Val gets a little jealous over David and Jamie with a little leftover envy for Donna and Noah, but she has bigger things to worry about, like bookie shit and buying David a new fancy keyboard with bookie money. And also how all of that is illegal and now she and Noah are going to jail. Brandon confesses that he had an affair to Steve, who convinces him not to tell Kelly. Yet, since they got rid of Emma and need a new advice columnist, Steve convinces Brandon to ask Kelly to do it since she likes all that armchair psychology stuff. Then they write her a letter to suss out how she feels about the infidelity situation before she realizes said situation is actually her relationship. Unfortunately, this plan is dumb, and in combination with a misunderstanding, results in Brandon losing his chance to come clean and Kelly leaving his ass. Carly yells at Steve for not holding hands with Zach in the parking lot, but then feels bad when she loses Zach at a mall.
1: Okay, like, it's terrible that Zach gets lost (laughs) at the mall. It is. And this is a huge but. But... Do we actually care? No. And like is that the worst part? Like, I don't know. I feel okay. I feel like we can get Zach really quickly out of the way. So I just want to do it so we can do the rest of the episode chronologically. Because okay. Zach is six and completely separate from the rest of the story. Because The first time we see Zach, he is in the front seat of Steve's car without a booster seat. So I have so many issues already. He shouldn't be in the front Mm -hmm. seat. He shouldn't be without a booster seat. Steve is giving him burgers and milkshakes and telling him to lie to his mother.
0: But But only if
1: she asks. Oh my God. Literally when Zach is like, are you telling me to lie to my mom? And Steve is like, no. Unless she asks, then yes, I am. But the whole point is that they're in a parking lot and Steve breezes in front of the kid and then Zach almost gets hit by a car speeding through this parking lot, which I feel like happens too often in this Mm -hmm. show to be a real parking lot. Like this is the same parking lot that... Was it Kelly got run down? Almost run down? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you know, Carly gets mad at Steve for not holding Zach's hand and then through a turn of events because Donna needs a five-year-old's opinion on fashion, (laughs) Zach chases a clown and gets lost at a mall, but then he's fine.
0: Well, yes. And I think... You asked, so you asked if we care. And I think we care to an extent because no, we don't because he's fine, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he's okay. So we don't care. At first, I was like, homie is about to get kidnapped. That will be a very interesting story. Carly will want to move away from a city. That's how we get rid of Carly and Zach, right? Yes. But. No, the moral of the story is that Carly really does feel comfortable with Steve um, taking care of Zach, even though he messed up because she has also messed up and thinks she's a bad mom. And she's told that she is a good mom, which that is true. She is a good mom. Yes, agreed. And Zach did the right thing by saying, like, no, I don't want to talk to strangers, but because he's six, quickly got out argued (laughs) by an adult, (laughs) which I have i have a conflict with though okay tell me uh, it's a sound argument like how can a kid find his mom without talking to a stranger if he's lost you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i i'm i'm nervous for kids out there because first of all this guy just crouches down quickly convinces them shows him candy I was going to talk
1: about the pulls out candy moment. He was like, yeah, I'm a stranger, but would a stranger give you candy? And I'm like, yes, absolutely they would. What? (laughs) But no. like I don't know. Yeah, because the whole idea would be like in, I feel like, a normal circumstance where Zach has been taught not to talk to strangers, that he'd only talk to somebody in a uniform. Yeah. But that gets – you know, completely misconstrued by this random guy who I thought was Mr. Stevens for the longest I did time. I too. Yeah. Same. I had to look him up on IMDb to prove that he was not. But then when – Zach is clearly fine because Donna and Carly go to the security desk with that other woman where she's like, oh, yeah, he was with his father. And they're like, he has no father. Where is he? And so – they all go to the security desk together and Zach is fine. It was easily the funniest part of the episode when Carly just runs up to the little cot and Zach just pops up and is just like, mommy, like, why was he under a blanket? What is happening? Yeah. It's just, yeah. The whole thing was mad at Steve for not holding his hand, didn't hold his hand. He got lost done and like you said like this could have been the moment where we start showing Carly separate herself from the crowd but she's Mm -hmm. not and I think we're getting to a point where it's getting ridiculous that the three of us are like Carly's leaving soon and then she doesn't leave
0: (laughs) I know right we're gonna keep saying that until she leaves and watch she never (laughs) leaves it's gonna be like 20 more episodes and we'll be like I knew it yeah right no, I mean, the whole thing is, like, Zach is so adorable, and I, I think he's so great, and I love Carly. I just mm-hmm. wish they gave her some other stuff, and not saying that I want Zach to be traumatized. Absolutely, I don't want that kid to be kidnapped and traumatized. I just, I I think this story was just completely not needed, and not because it's a kid getting lost in a mall. Like, obviously, like, that's imp- that happens all the time. Like, mm-hmm. that's important storytelling. But I just wish they would have had a little bit more or not done it at all. That's kind of why. Yeah. I-
1: now, I always lean towards, like, there was a more interesting story that we could have told instead mm-hmm. of doing this. And if you're going to include Zach in storylines – Give him a more interesting story. Make him an A-plot one episode and then just, like, not around in other episodes. Like, having him and Steve do a little date together. Yeah. Sounds great. Give me that. Have them go accidentally be in a Tooth Decay commercial or whatever it was. (laughs) Like, do something like that with them and then make him invisible around them. Yeah. Make him – Morgan Matthews being like man that was a long time out because she's been gone for 10 episodes like yeah at least make it worth it
0: but I will say like I think at the very minimum it was quick right it wasn't too much time spent on it so I think that's why we're not spending too much time on it because it was quick and easy Um, it just was like obviously not a focus of the episodes so but it could have been so I almost wish they just hadn't dangled it Right in front of us, like just make exactly. it that he got lost in the mall, and then he went to the security office, and that's how he was found. You know, like exactly, that, you know, don't dangle a potential dangerous situation if you're not going to then do said dangerous situation.
1: Yeah, it's like they're trying to create drama where there doesn't, there isn't drama, so then it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, but now you're giving me a false sense of insecurity. So like, you really got to give me a payoff later or something. Yeah. like I don't know exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, we don't need to pay much attention to that. We've already talked about it. We can now focus on the adults, where, to start, David is now working at the Beverly Beat. He got picked up from his job at the car wash, and he's written one music review at this point, and –
0: Presumably.
1: He is so enamored with himself. Like, I get this. I – I've never experienced it, but if I was to be someone who was like a first time published anything, I would be like, oh my God, do you see this? And even the publishers would be like, yes, we literally did that ourselves.
0: Yeah. Like before you were here, we had a music reviewer. They did the same thing you did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But he's like literally walking around the office reading his review out loud. And even Janet is just like, I don't care. Why are we doing this? I have to work. Yep. She understands now why no one else applied for the job and Terry eloped magically. Right.
0: Exactly. She's like, Oh, I actually have to do all the work while the other guys just sometimes are here and sometimes are not.
1: <laughs> yeah, they they just sit here. I'm caught up now.
0: And But of that- course yeah, like in true David fashion, like this is what felt so on brand for him was that Jamie, the the artist that david's review was about walks into the beverly beat steve feels awkward because she kind of comes in hot and trying to and getting upset so Steve's like bye she straight up accuses david of ruining his of ruining her career getting her fired because of his scathing review and david's just like well i didn't mean for that to happen bro consequences i
1: (laughs) I know this is the thing that they never understand is there are consequences to your actions brandon writes an article he gets arrested david writes an article he gets someone fired like we have to pay attention here and i wrote in my notes i was like man if only he had a club that he still owns and definitely didn't just throw the keys at someone else thereby transferring ownership
0: right like, well, and we can we can argue, like, the legitimacy of, like, the reach of this paper and how, like, it really did influence a record label to fire one of their clients. We can argue that, but it's moot at this point because the fact is in this universe, this paper matters so much and influences so much. So the fact that, like, that is canon, David has, can't just, like, you know, duck his head in the sand and be like, oh, I didn't know, you know?
1: It blows my mind that David has been through all he's been through in the music industry and just thinks he can do whatever he wants. Like like you said, we just kind of have to accept that this newspaper has this reach. And so the idea that he wrote something in the paper and everybody let it slide that he is just like completely dumping on this woman. And she's just like – I don't even know if it's right here or later, but I loved her like those who can do play, those who can't write reviews.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And in the meantime, because it's only Steve and David that are at the Beverly Beat, Brandon is busy because he shows up at Emma's with the tape. And I love the cemetery that we have with the scene later where he shows up at Emma's with the tape and she's like, do you want to come in? And he's like, no, I don't want to come in. I don't want to continue this conversation. I just need to know if you have extra copies of this tape.
0: And I'm like, of course she made extra copies. Like, why would on. she give you the only one? Exactly. And it's interesting what she says her motivations are here. Because she ultimately tells Brandon that she wanted him to hear what a convincing liar he is. And to an extent, I think that's actually true of Brandon. Because not not that he is... um, I don't think he is at the core a bad guy. And I don't think that he thinks he's a bad guy. But I do think he very much believes what he says when he says it. Mm. So regardless if it's the truth, a lie, something in between, or whatever, he believes in what he says so confidently. So if he believes that he isn't into Emma and doesn't want anything to continue and loves Kelly and all that, he truly believes it. And so that's what makes him so convincing is the confidence.
1: Oh, yeah. Brandon has main character syndrome in this Mm -hmm. moment. I mean, he even tries to play it on Emma. He's like, why would you do this just to hurt Kelly? And Emma has to be like, no, no. What I'm doing is not to hurt Kelly. It will hurt Kelly. But then Kelly will hurt you. And that will have made it worth it.
0: Yep. Exactly. just Yeah.
1: This idea that Brandon shows up with this tape and still thinks he has any part of the upper hand.
0: Right. It just blows my mind i know well and after this confrontation he goes back to the beverly beat and steve's still there and he's like what the heck man you fired our best columnist like she's you know you're the only writer outside outside of her and she was really good look at all this fan mail we're getting or even if it's fan mail or like the advice apparently she's the advice columnist and yeah <laughs> i thought she was just an editorial writer but okay um but they're getting tons of mail. And so Steve is thinking like a business person is like, we can't let her go. Look at this. Look at the the production we're getting. Look at the return.
1: Okay. So like, I don't even know if I want to call this low key. This was maybe my favorite scene, second favorite scene of the episode. I'm going to go ahead and say second favorite because I know what my favorite is. I know if I was – blessed with choosing a moment of the week, what I would choose. But in this moment, when Steve is telling Brandon, like, how can you fire her? Look at all this business she's drumming up. Look at all this readership. And Brandon has to tell him what he did. Like, Mm -hmm. there is something about Brandon admitting this particular kind of failure to Steve, who has done this so many times. And yeah. they have that conversation where, like, Brandon tells him what happened and Steve pauses for a minute and he's like, do you want to talk about it? And Brandon says, well, there's not much to say. I'm a cad. And Steve says, yeah, you're a cad. What are we going to do about it? Like, mm-hmm. there, there is just this level of friendship between Brandon and Steve where, like, I started shocked. That Brandon told Steve, and then watching Steve's reaction and watching how he handled this, I was like, only Steve could do this. No other person could absorb this information from Brandon and then immediately pivot to be like, oh, we need an advice columnist. We're gonna have Kelly do it. And you're going to confess to Kelly anonymously so that we can gauge her reaction. Like, nobody else, it would be believable to come up with that
0: solution but steve and somehow i didn't hate him for it i was conflicted because like i absolutely agree with what you're saying i think it couldn't have been anybody else it had to have been steve because even if you were to flip the situation brandon wouldn't jump into help mode he would jump into you're an idiot this is why you're wrong you gotta stop he would start like almost patronizing he would
1: Yeah, he would Brandon about it and be like, you have to tell her the truth. Meanwhile, Brandon tells Steve and he's like, we got to figure out what her opinion is before we tell her the truth.
0: Right. And so in that case, like, I totally agree. I think that level of friendship and loyalty of Steve is admirable um, because he's just looking to problem solve. He's not judging. He's like, let's figure out what we're going to do. And I appreciate that. However... My conflict is with the actual solution. I hate that they are manipulating Kelly once more. We're mm-hmm. continuing to pretend like Kelly is a is an idiot, that she we're we're convincing her, everybody that she knows nothing and then trying to manipulate how they can get themselves out of it. Cuz I say themselves because Steve is not is not involved. But so mm-hmm. Brandon can come away without consequences. Brandon can either be honest and still be okay, or Brandon never has to tell Kelly. Like, and that's what my problem is, is that in no way, shape, or form are they trying to actually fix the situation. By by fix, I mean make better. What they are trying to do is fix the situation, by which I mean manipulate and control, so that Brandon doesn't have to feel a consequence so that's why I'm conflicted I'm I'm appreciative of the friendship and the no judgment and all that kind of stuff and I agree I think Steve's the only one that could be told this information Mm -hmm. I just don't like the I don't like the solve that they're getting to
1: and I I completely agree with that I mean this is like scumbag move number one And you also have to think about the fact that when Steve inserted himself into the situation or like, you know, Brandon brought him in, Brandon was already planning to write a letter to Kelly rather than admit it himself. He already had Dear Kelly written down. Mm -hmm. I think what I like – and it has to do – you have to see the entire episode before you can decide you like this story because the only thing I like about it, quote unquote, is – where it ends up like this idea Mm -hmm. of a bromance where they're like oh we both love kelly in a platonic or romantic way whatever and we're both willing to lie to her absolute garbage when you get to the end of the episode and what all of this leads up to i actually think this is like really fun storytelling
0: yeah oh yeah in terms of a story and the drama and the the way it plays out absolutely 100 percent yeah, I just that's, would hate to be Kelly. <laughs>
1: oh, if I was Kelly, I would set a house on fire. Like,
0: right. I would go I scorched don't, earth. Like, I oh. don't
1: think it is hyperbolic to say, like, what Kelly did at the end of this episode is letting them off easy.
0: Oh, totally. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So, yeah. So, objectively speaking, from a story perspective, chef's kiss. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> From a related, like, person, subjective, you know, if this were me, put me in their shoes. Like, what assholes?
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, no, never again. Not even a little bit. Like, <laughs> burn it to the ground. Ruin their lives. <laughs> yeah. Tell Carly. I Like, I'm sorry. Right? We'll
0: we're getting everybody
1: involved. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're getting so far ahead of this story. Because it's not even the only story. Because. Yeah. We have to go back to David, who, you know, like we mentioned earlier, got Jamie fired. She has nowhere to go. Turns out this is like an actual legitimate artist. Like during the credits, they said like special musical guest, Jamie. Mm -hmm. Jamie Blake? I don't know. That sounds right. But David is out to lunch with Val and trying to convince her to let Jamie perform at the club. And she's just like – wait, but I read your review. I know you think she's terrible. And David somehow manages to convince her because I think this is what happens to Val when she starts falling for people. That Mm. because he thinks it's a good idea and she trusts his judgment, she's just going to let Jamie play at the club without listening to anything or hearing her audition or whatever. But on top of all of that, in this scene, Val gets a call that is so clearly about sports betting, mm-hmm. and David's just like, I don't even remember what he said, but he's just like ponies, and she's like, yeah,
0: uh,
1: horse night at the club.
0: Yeah, it was like, um, tr- uh, did she say it like was tropical
1: tr- night? But I don't remember was what a she tr-
0: bet or like something. And David like was like huh and she said oh no tropical night you know like it was something so bantery like and so like like you got to know the lingo and if you don't you could just play it off as something Mm -hmm. else you know
1: okay now i wonder if she was just like yeah jamie can perform at the club to like get david off the scent
0: right right yeah because that's like clearly what he wanted right he wanted Mm -hmm. to and then he started asking questions, so she's just like, oh, nope, I got to fix this. All right, here's a, here's my way, because she's constantly thinking in various steps. Like, she's juggling balls constantly in the air of, like, I've got this to handle and this to handle. These are starting to merge. I need to separate, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I mean, we even see, like, going to the pee pad later, they're doing a boxing night where – Val is taking bets there and yeah she's trying to you know low-key keep things separate like she has not told Noah about the sports betting they're doing sports nights but like he's too busy talking to Donna about banging and taking like really big open mouth kisses
0: <laughs> the only way Tori spelling knows how
1: <laughs> I mean literally that was like huge and they were just like oh my god what are we gonna do tonight like hmm we get it okay we see val with duke this is more important
0: right and and i do think it's interesting because it's also a good way because you were saying like noah doesn't know about the betting but like they continue mm-hmm. to have sports nights i mean it is a good business idea right to have these theme nights to gather crowds and then get them to stick around for a different night right or mm-hmm. come to regular concerts at the p-pad but when noah sees an exchange or conversation between val and duke who obviously noah doesn't know who that is and he would if it were like a supplier or a delivery person or whoever mm-hmm. an employee he's like hmm, that's interesting and so yeah then val and duke go upstairs they're talking about the money they're talking about val's cut all this kind of stuff noah busts into the office and is immediately mad because obviously gambling is bad and you cannot do it if you're not sanctu- sanctioned to do it And yeah, there's a confrontation. This is this is where Noah gets very Brandon and Dylan at the same time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, he he's baby boy. He is Brandon Dylan baby boy, because he like when he comes up into the office and interrupts them, and he calls it first of all. He calls sports betting bookmaking, which just (laughs) like is legitimately correct, but made me realize like, yes, you are a privileged man you're just bookmaking you're bookmaking right now but like the idea that he picks up the briefcase and slams it down on the desk the money stays here
0: i loved it i kind of actually died
1: i died and i loved so much how it all played out
0: me too because like when he like you know duke leaves or whatever he doesn't give him money Noah and Val argue about it and then like as soon as he leaves Val still takes a bet over the phone like it was so good it was amazing
1: it was so good where (laughs) she's like oh is the betting window open yes yes it is
0: yeah just like no no hesitation
1: (laughs) oh my god and like yeah this whole time everything is happening Zach is doing his stuff whatever but kelly and brandon so brandon and steve wrote this letter from torn in two presumably it turns out they have transcribed it onto paper and titled it dear emma instead Mm -hmm. and brandon goes home and he presents kelly the idea of the advice column and first of all i love her being like well i really think emma should do this and brandon is just like uh emma moved on of her own accord
0: yeah, right. Don't like, worry. Again, lie, 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 lie.
1: And somehow Kelly picks up the torn into letter first. Like, I don't know if he only gave her like two or three or whatever happens, but she picks up this torn into letter. She reads all about their, like, literally what happened. Like, the guy cheats on his girlfriend. He feels really bad about it. It's never going to happen again. How does he, you know, tell her about it? And. I love that Kelly asks Brandon for her, for his opinion.
0: Me too. She was like, I need to be objective about this. I want to hear a male's opinion.
1: I loved it. And I love watching Brandon try so hard to be quote unquote objective and be like, oh, well, you know, this guy had a little slip up. It's like an affair's a little slip up. Okay
0: right yeah like he he's like well maybe he learned his lesson maybe he doesn't want to throw maybe like you know does she really want to throw away the relationship you know he told the truth and and you know that you know you you, like if he told the truth about this then then he would tell the truth about anything And, and and don't you know like if anything you know trust is like a huge foundation in this relationship so if you really think about it him being so honest just then builds up the relationship even further like it is so scrambling and rambling and just word vomit everywhere it
1: is (laughs) terrible and i love it i love it he's like well it's a little slip up and coming clean builds trust in a relationship and kelly's just like okay good night right? Like she's just like, thanks. And then moves on. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it so much that he thinks he's getting an answer out of this. And he's going to come up with this like, oh, well, it was just barely a thing. Like you should be fine. And then she's like, well, I don't want to say anything without having slept on it. Good night. Kiss.
2: Da na na ad break. <gasps> Kaelin, did you hear that? It's time for an ad break. (laughs) Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times
1: faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, and on long flights, like coming to visit me in Amsterdam.
0: And really, everything you just mentioned benefits me. I genuinely feel better after using Liquid IV. I'm refreshed, I'm hydrated, and I feel like I can conquer the day just like Brandon Walsh.
1: Or Volleyball Steve.
0: (laughs) I especially love the new flavor Seaberry, especially during the summer, so I can pretend like I'm on a tropical island. Or I'll go with an iconic classic, like the Beverly Beach Club, with a lemon-lime flavor while I'm waiting for the grunions to run.
2: Also, it's pretty neat that Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. Get
0: 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code 90210.
2: That's 90210.
0: At checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code 90210 at liquidiv.com. And we're back. So now (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it's the next morning, right? So now Kelly has slept on it and Brandon and Steve and Kelly are in the kitchen in the morning making breakfast and like Steve is so pushy about the column. He's so ready, he wants it immediately so they can quote unquote clean it up and they kind of dance around this, but still also make her out to be dumb because of their plan and I'm just so ready for Kelly to know, no Like, I need her to know.
1: I was so conflicted about this because they are treating her so dumb. Mm -hmm. Like, they're being like, oh, yeah, you know, the way to get around an editor is to tell them blah, 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 and, like, trying to make it seem like Brandon is on Kelly's side when he's really on Steve's side. Right. And, you know, they're building up Steve pressuring Kelly for the article So that they can do this like misinformation stuff later, but like yeah, they just really this whole episode Kelly gets played as a stupid, naive girl, and I Mm -hmm. like, I think it's interesting mostly because like when Brandon and Steve are on screen being BFFs together, I love it, but the way they treat Kelly just makes me want to like run up a wall.
0: I know, because it just. It feels very much like they think she is oblivious and like a child and they can get away with anything and Mm -hmm. that they're so much smarter and more clever than she You know, it just it doesn't it just I would I keep thinking about it if this were me and I would just hate to have been treated like this. Um, on top of the fact that my long-term boyfriend who moved mountains to be with me, wanted to marry me at one point, had an affair.
1: Like, Brandon is literally digging himself into the hole. Like, every time something happens, he digs deeper and he's like, you just tell me when to stop, but he never stops.
0: right. Exactly. And so I guess, like, you know – I assume she gets them the article because they, you know, we leave them for a while and go back to the P pad. And so I guess this was soundcheck or, or some rehearsal or something like that. Dave is really into the performance. Um, and so Jamie is, they're just talking about it. And Jamie's like, well, I want to meet the owner and get the sign off um, or whatever. And, and Dave is just like, oh, it'll be fine. Like I know the owner. And then he says something about Val who is not the owner, but he references her and says that he's with her.
1: Yeah, she's like, oh, I want to talk to the manager. And he's like, don't worry about it. I used to be the manager, and I'm sleeping with the current manager. But then Jamie kisses him on the cheek, and Val sees it, which, you know, Val – ends up getting really defensive about that and basically turns to Jamie and is like, hey, I heard you had a really bad night at this other club. I did call the club owner who said that he fired you for a bad experience, so, like, don't do that here. And then walks off and Jamie's just like, ouch. Like, mm-hmm. is, this, is this where we're going? We're going to turn Val into, like, the jealous type when literally this woman just kissed her boyfriend? Like, yeah, it's a cheek kiss, but why did Jamie have to do that?
0: Yeah, right, exactly. Like I think yeah. And I think it shows like number one, that David is still potentially susceptible to hot musicians in the in the industry because he has literally cheated with a musician every time he's cheated. Yeah. <laughs> like it's Nikki Ariel. And potentially, you know, on the table is Jamie. I'm like, why are they making David so dumb? (laughs) Every
1: time. And then he's like, oh, it was nothing. But.
0: Well, and I think it's fine if it's nothing. Like, obviously it's nothing. But it's not nothing to Val. So, like.
1: But, and I think that's what the thing is, is like, you know, she leaves and Jamie's just like, oh, my God, she's so intimidating. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, she. Literally, manages the club. Like you should be intimidated yeah. by her, but right, you also kissed her boyfriend.
0: Yeah, exactly. And he literally just told you that he's involved. So yeah,
1: to, to literally be like, yeah, I'm dating the manager, and then you to kiss him, even yeah. if it's a cheat kiss. Like that's Here's not possible. nobody. Yeah, no. And there's you know a short moment where Noah comes up to Val and is like, Hey, did you give all that money back from the sports gambling? And I'm pretty sure Val's response is just like, you used to be fun.
0: Yeah. She was like, I'm working on it. And then Noah like pushes on it and she's like, wow, you used to, you used to be fun. What did Donna do to you or something like that? And yeah, he it's what's different here is that Noah knows Val and isn't charmed by Val. Like he was charmed by her in the beginning, but now she knows, or he knows her true colors. And so he's like, So basically you're telling me to trust you. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. He like laughs in her face and leaves. And so I personally think he's the only one who is not susceptible to Val's normal tendencies, you know? Which
1: makes sense because he's the only person coming into this group so much later into things. And like he's already been given the heads up about Val. Like we haven't seen a lot of Carly and Val. I feel like Carly would probably be – another person that can see through it but like yeah for some reason the original gang keeps forgiving her they just they can't help themselves it just keeps happening
0: exactly um and so then we have like that Zach stuff that we've already talked about so back at the pee pit pee pit god (laughs) i feel like we do this once an episode pee pad (laughs) David walks out now to talk to Val because I you know the whole like jealousy thing and all that she gets mad about the kiss even though he says that Jamie was just thanking him and she's like what (laughs) which is my response and David's like well I'm not into her first of all I'm not into her because of her looks I'm into her because of what she does first of all why are you into her
1: Yeah, that was not a legitimate response where he's like, I'm into her because she's an amazing talent. Like, that doesn't make me feel better, sir.
0: No, you shouldn't be into her at all. Yeah. but And then he's he's like, you got to stop the jealousy thing or this won't work out. I'm like, okay, well, then stop doing things that make her feel jealous. (laughs) <laughs> oh, well, and
1: this is like so clearly supposed to be a very meaningful moment between the two of them where he's like, if you're going to be jealous that another woman kisses me, then we're going to call it off because I'm not investing in things that aren't going anywhere.
0: I'm like, OK, great. Then leave. Break up. Yeah. I <laughs> like I don't I don't think you made the argument you meant to make. Right. Yeah. It, mm. I think you were trying I- to tell yourself that and you did. You No. OK. It, it went so
1: wrong. Like, I don't want to hear that you are into this other person. You should be like, I'm into you because you do blah, blah, blah. And you – I don't even have an answer. I don't know how you get out of this conversation aside from being like, that was an unwanted kiss. And you should actually fire her and not have her at the
0: – Right.
1: Show tonight. I don't know. It Whatever. Because Jamie is like – the least important part of the adult conversations because we have to cut back to Steve telling Brandon to get a colonic Mm -hmm. instead of spending his time being concerned about what Kelly's writing about torn into.
0: Right? He's like, go take a walk, do some sit-ups, have a colonic, do something.
1: (laughs) I just, like, again, it's not good, but having to come clean to Steve about infidelity and then he's just like get a colonic very funny to me
0: well and like yeah because Brandon is still taking this all seriously finally um and saying like oh um this is hurting Kelly she just doesn't know it yet you know and like all this and it's like Brandon you hurt her the second you flirted with Emma I think I just flirted. And- <laughs> but I meant like, you hurt. <laughs> but at the same time, like, it,
1: it was driving me up a wall. How long it took Brandon to say anything? Because mm-hmm. like, yeah, like you said, he has already hurt her. She just doesn't know it yet. And then she shows up because she's like, "Oh my god, I need a food break, guys. Let's go get something to eat." And. Brandon tries to turn this into a whole speech where he's like, you know, everybody really loves each other. And sometimes when you really love each other, that's when you hurt each other the most. Or, you know, like, yeah, he is just espousing. He's putting in every word he can put in. But Emma is calling at this moment and Dave or Steve is not picking up. And it's just magical timing that Kelly picks up the phone after Steve is picked up, but nobody hears her pick up. And Steve tells Emma that the affair is over. So Kelly jumps to the conclusion that Steve had the affair. Fair enough. Why would he be telling someone an affair is over if it was not his affair? Right. And Brandon does not immediately correct her.
0: I – like for all the good things you said about Steve's loyalty and friendship to Brandon earlier – this this is the exact opposite.
1: This is Steve, terrible.
0: What should have happened? Well, if again, I'm I'm put, I'm so subjective in this episode and I'm so sorry. I cannot be objective to a good drama because it is a good drama. But if this were me and I were Steve and I walk in the room completely innocently and is like I'm going to go to the grocery store y'all and anything and Kelly's is pissed, I immediately say like what are you talking about? Brandon, someone had who had the affair. Like it wasn't me. Like I like because if Brandon, if my supposed best friend is willing to throw me under the bus like that, over this, then he is not a good friend. So I'm outing him. This is this is there is a line, and we weren't over the line before. This is the line. We're over it. So done out. It it
1: blows my mind. Like I feel like that's actually a really good segue into. The Beverly Beat later, presumably, I think, and still the same mm-hmm. day. But, like, Brandon is trying to apologize to Steve for not telling Kelly the truth because of this moment where, like, you know, she heard Steve on the phone, jumped to the conclusion that he's talking about his own affair around Carly and – Kelly comes into the Beverly Beat and she's like, you know what? I was going to be quiet, but I just can't do it. And she gives Steve this entire dressing down and Brandon just stands there. And like,
0: I just, like she starts saying stuff like, you know, this is why I, why can't you be like Brandon? Why can't, you know, I would have thought that his loyalty and his trust would rub off on you and the only thing Brandon is like you got like okay Kel you know and I'm like <laughs> seriously Brandon seriously At the, if it wasn't in the house before it would have been right then and there that I would have been like I can't take this you like you can't like you're being so mean to me and you're being mean to the wrong person
1: and the thing is like Steve Goes along with it. He lets Brandon Mm -hmm. get away with everything and just tells Kelly, like, please don't tell Carly. And I'm like, okay, it's already been incredibly unfair to Kelly. Like, this is all wrong because these people who claim that they love her, Brandon and Steve, are just lying to her. But then now you're bringing in Carly who could get hurt for literally no reason.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Like, this is where it's collateral damage and things are expanding. So you Mm -hmm. just shut it down.
1: And the thing is like, imagine being Carly where, you know, God forbid you hear from Kelly that Steve has had an affair and he's cheated on you. And then you go to confront Steve and it all comes out. And for some God unknown reason, you believe everyone that not only did Steve not cheat on you, the reason this all happened was because he was covering for his friend. Like how Mm -hmm. on top of knowing everything you know about Steve, does that make things okay? Like Steve could lose everything in this moment and Brandon just stands there because he's scared of losing Kelly
0: yep exactly
1: it's terrible it made me so mad but it's like it's compelling storytelling so I'm so Mm. conflicted because this makes sense for their characters
0: yeah no a hundred percent like it yeah it's totally good drama it's just so frustrating from a personal standpoint and what's Then great because, like, we'll come back to the Val stuff. Because, like, immediately after this scene, Kelly goes to first of all, how does she know how where Emma lived? But secondly, she goes to Emma's place and Emma opens the door and just whap slap, which I loved. I was like, man, that was good. (laughs) And again, she should be, yeah. And not that she, she, I mean, she can be mad at Emma if she wants to be, but it's like she's mad at Emma for the wrong reasons, right? Mm -hmm. And they're talking about the same thing they don't know it until then kelly drops like people who are ha- or she's you know steve was happy steve is blah 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 blah. and then emma says people who are happy don't stray true very mm. very true and then Kelly was like, what are you talking about? You know, Steve was happy this morning or something like that. And Emma's like, wait, I never slept with Steve. I slept with Brandon.
1: And then you get this parallel where she's like, do you want to come in? And where Brandon said no earlier, Kelly doesn't say anything. Yep. Because she doesn't know. And then Emma's like, but I think there's a tape that you should listen to.
0: Yep. And we finally – Kelly, knowing I so badly wanted to be wanted to get a scene of her listening to the tape with Emma, I wanted it so bad.
1: I would have loved it. Like I, I always really hate to just be like Zach was unneeded in this episode, but I really stand by the idea that like the six year old being you know getting lost because he was chasing a clown, like we didn't need all of that. I get that you're trying to set something up. I will see clarity later, but if we had used that extra time to have Kelly listen to the tape and give Jenny Garth a scene where she just has to react to it. And then the actress who plays Emma sits there and is like, it's real. It's a tape. You heard it yourself. I don't know what to tell you. Hmm. Like, exactly. Could have been chef's kiss. I feel like I want to keep talking about the Kelly stuff because I got to be honest, like, the David and Jamie and Val stuff. Like, I feel like that's it separately. I feel like we can talk about that later. I kind of want to keep talking about Brandon and Kelly specifically because the next scene with this storyline is when we're at the Beverly Beat and Steve is just listing off every terrible thing he's ever done. And Brandon's like, if you take the fall for sleeping with Emma,
0: we're even. Which I'm like, if you haven't forgiven him – after all this time and you've been holding all this resentment, that's not healthy. Uh, How are you guys That's friends? not friendship. <laughs> yeah. But no,
1: Steve is just like, well, what about the time I did this? What about the time I did this? What about the time I did this? Like literally going through these seven years of friendship where he has just done like, what about when your parents moved to Hong Kong and I trashed your house? <laughs> like I didn't even remember that one.
0: Yeah, same, same. But yeah, you
1: know, th- they come to this agreement where like the slate is wiped clean, except now that Kelly knows the truth, she's written her advice column and she faxes she sure it has. over.
0: they get a little bing bing and there's the facts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing makes me happier than the two of them trying to stand there reading the facts simultaneously, very badly.
0: Very badly, and all I picked out of it was you can never trust a cheater, dump the guy before he cheats again. Thinking in my head, Kelly is also a cheater, let's just remember that for a second. No, so sorry. no, 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 so totally sorry. different. I mean, it was different in the sense that it was a different person that <laughs> cheated, <laughs> but let's not, you know, pot. Call the kettle black here. I'm not saying eye for an eye or anything like that. Like, none of this is fair, right, or anything like that. I just have to bring it up.
2: Meanwhile, sorry. I just still really love that we've slept Brandon abandoning Kelly in a house fire for Emily Valentine, where they may or may not have slept together and they never confirmed it, but I still think it happened.
1: Oh, I absolutely think it happened.
0: Yeah.
2: Like,
1: you would have to provide me solid evidence that it didn't happen. Exactly. For me to believe you. Like, there would literally have to be, like, the writer of that episode was like, no, it did not happen.
0: Right, right. But,
1: like, okay, that final scene where Brandon goes home and Kelly is just waiting for him in the living room, Mm. like, I – felt feelings same jenny garth like hit this out of the park
0: it almost like made me question if this was pulled from a real experience because of how authentic it felt it was
1: so good like and yeah if it didn't come from real experience it has to come from Just, like, being this good of an actor and playing this character for so long and knowing that, like, this is everything Kelly wanted. And through no fault of her own, she has been through hell. Even in the last 16 episodes, she Mm -hmm. got shot. Right? And then this happens because, like, she's just sitting there silently in the living room and Brandon – Like, doesn't immediately know what's up, but he's like, hey, why are you just sitting there? And then when she plays the tape and she's like, I thought this was fake until I saw you listening to it. It's.
0: It's. The amount of time we don't know how much time has passed, but just thinking about Kelly leaving Emma's right cranking out this article and then just sitting at home waiting for Brandon not not only to get the facts read the facts come home she had so much time presumably at least an hour right to just sit and stew and think about what she was going to say what she was going to do how she was going to react
2: mm-hmm. and
0: picturing how Brandon was going to react to this tape she probably had several scenarios cooked up in her brain of This is fake, so he will react like this. This is edited, so he will react like this. This is real, and he will react like this. I guarantee you she was not expecting to have to use that third one. But the fact that she did, just her line about I thought it was edited to make you sound like a monster, but now I know you are one. I was like, oh, man. Talk about um, a gut punch. And then her response where like Mm -hmm. they're
1: having the whole conversation where she's like, oh, you're going to tell me it's never going to happen again, that you regret everything that you did. And then she's like, I'm going to pack up my stuff and I'm going to go to Donna's and you're not going to call me and you're not going to come see me and you're not going to do this. And this whole time that she's talking, her eyes are just like glossy, like they are just full of tears. And she's like, no, Brandon. You're going to say what I need you to hear and nothing else.
0: Yep. Like, Are we clear? Like the silent mad, the quiet mad. It it was a work of art. It was beautiful.
1: It was so good. Like I literally wrote in my notes, damn Jenny. And then if this is not the everything of the week, I know nothing.
0: Yeah. I mean – it just yeah the quiet Matt always gets me but with the tears in her eyes like the very absolutism of it all and Brandon just finally getting his comeuppance right like it's because he like you you can see his heart drop right like and that is also great like I mean kudos to Jason Priestley too because the scene partner in this was was wonderful for sure and it just, it, it was so powerful and I'm so glad they ended on this because I think if they were to end on the other big thing that happens in this episode, I think it just wouldn't have been as big, right? It wouldn't mm-hmm. have felt as, as, as like real, so.
1: Oh, yeah. Because like, yeah, we'll get there, but like when you have all these big things in the episode, I do feel like you have to end on the one that is more emotional. Mm-hmm and have this cuz they they just crushed it. I mean the other stuff is exciting, but like watching Jenny Garth just be like, "No, listen to
2: mm-hmm.
0: me." Mhm. Like it was awesome. Snaps. Snaps. Yeah. snaps
1: for them. But yeah, I mean, I do think we do need to talk about the rest of the story just because like it also went there, like degrassi early 2010s it goes there
0: (laughs) but it does like we start because it you know this was like right after you know they're trying to pull the wool over kelly's eyes we see kelly or god not kelly we literally just talked about this (laughs) we saw duke and val in a car and val says like we can still do business as usual like all is good but Duke is a little bit spooked though. So he says he's going to send an associate to collect the money and kind of do their business just to make sure that they can still do it, but he's not implicating himself in this matter. So already Mm -hmm. this is like warning bells go off in my head.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because she's like, how am I going to know who this associate is? And he's like, oh, you'll know. Don't worry about it.
0: Yeah, he'll know who you are.
1: Yeah, and like we have these moments of like kind of – self-assurance of like nothing horrible is going on because we get David who's been inspired by Jamie to write music, which literally – I don't know. It always bothers me when David gets inspired by women who are not his girlfriend to do the thing he loves to do because Mm -hmm. I remember the blind piano teacher or whoever she was. Yeah. Like – Exactly. This this happens repeatedly where he's just like enamored by women who do – And then just, like, ignores his significant other. But Mm -hmm. Val, having just got paid by Duke, went out and bought David a bunch of -of state-of-the-art equipment. And she, you know, uses his line back in his face of, like, I like investing in things that are going somewhere. Cough, Mm -hmm. cough, us. Let's, you know, be together forever.
0: Well, and this (laughs) is what was interesting, too, is, like – he, at first, he's like, I can't take this because I can't pay you back. He, We know David is not about quote-unquote charity, mm-hmm. but she, like, very easily convinces him. And he's like, okay, and accepts it anyway. Well, and then
1: later on, the honestly, like, the midpoint from Duke telling Val that he's going to send the associate and she'll recognize him to the end of the episode just feels absolutely silly to me because mm-hmm. – we get to the P pad, Jamie, hears David playing his keyboard. And she's like, Oh my gosh, you can do, you can play. You're not just a review writer. And he's like, yeah, I almost had a record deal, but then I stopped trying. And so for some reason during her performance that night, we find out that she and Val talked and decided to get David up on stage because a Another reviewer is in the crowd, and he can impress them.
0: Yeah, like uh, talent should be on stage or whatever, which is silly to me.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I will say I have never heard of this woman before in my life. Like she apparently existed in the music world before I got into music, but I'm in love with her, and I want to listen to all of her music. (laughs) I really liked it. Yeah, it
0: was good
1: music. I was very into it. Yeah. But while she gets David on stage, because she's like, oh, yeah, you can only hear an encore if David Silver, the guy who booked me, comes up on stage. And it's this whole moment where like Val is supposed to be really proud of him and watching him play. But this guy comes up and is like, hey, you're Val. I need to get the payout. And she goes behind the bar. She pulls out the money. He takes it and is like, this is all from betting. And she's like, yes, this is everything in that envelope I handed you is for betting. And he goes, great, you're under arrest.
0: And then Noah walks up because he like, it's just like, hey, 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 what happened or what's going on? And he mentions that he owns the club and he's and the guys just like, oh, cool. You're arrested, too.
1: (laughs) And then another cop shows up and handcuffs him and he's just like, shut up, Val. Never say another
0: word. But that's so smart, though.
1: So smart. He knows. He's like, Mm -hmm. do not say another word. We have the right to an attorney.
0: Yep, yep. And it's like, I kind of actually, that's why I'm like, kind of on board with Noah. Because like, sometimes he does questionable things. But at the same time, I think he's really smart and like, has like, street smarts as well as heir to the hunter oil and chemical, (laughs) you know, smarts or whatever. (laughs) So I don't I hate was, him. I was just like losing my mind.
1: Shut up, Val.
0: Mm-hmm. It was kind of the week. Easy.
1: <laughs> it was li- like literally my notes say, like, I've never heard of this act this singer, but I'm feeling her. Oh shit, Val's under arrest.
0: Like- <laughs> I just went You're like just full cap into the music. <laughs> like, like I was oh, great on oh, my. God. I was so
1: into it until it was not into it, and I was like, "Oh no, that is hilarious." But I loved it, and then after they get taken away, Donna is standing there, and she's like, "David, did you know anything about this?" And he's like, "No," and she just looks at him, and he's like, "I didn't know."
0: Yeah, he's like, "I swear," which like he didn't so. He's finally he didn't. telling her the truth. But
1: I also buy her being like, okay, sure, you didn't know, whatever. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. 100%.
1: I just, I cannot believe that Val is under arrest again.
0: <laughs> I mean, this was a big
1: episode. This was a lot. Like, I'm telling you guys, I don't know if it was actually a good episode or I was delirious because I worked a lot of hours this week, but I kind of loved it.
0: Yeah, it was a good one. I think it was a good one.
1: It was really fun. And I can't wait to find out what happens with Val and Noah being under arrest. And then I just hope that Donna comes home to the beach apartment and Kelly is just there with all of her stuff. So on top of everything else, she's got to deal with this. Yep. So, yeah, I, I don't know
0: that i wrote down a lot of quotes i didn't either so i'll just like reveal i mean my quote of the week like i had a couple of really good ones but i think ultimately that last scene like to me that was like the best part of the episode it was the most impactful it was very immersive like we were Mm -hmm. in the scene you know no distractions no anything like it was very immersive so i'm gonna go with that last scene
1: yeah, I, I think anything else I, I wrote down was more comedic, like Steve being like, gotta go, I have dialysis, or mm-hmm. <laughs> when uh, Val is talking to no one and is like, you used to be fun, what did Donna do to you? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's gotta be Kelly at the end. Yeah. Mary, yeah. what about you?
2: Yeah, my, my quote of the week is Brandon standing there not saying anything. Yep. <laughs> in every I- scene. <laughs>
1: I mean, what else was he going to do at the end? But, like, when he just stood there and let Steve take it.
2: I'm, like, wondering if we have ever seen Brandon like this before.
0: Not this deliberately, I don't think. You know, like, not this intentional.
1: Because, like, we've definitely seen him be obstinate before. Like, when he Mm – when Steve cheated – on his paper, and he was implicated of having provided the paper, and he got like real sassy with Professor yeah. Randall. Like, we've seen that. So, we've seen him be obstinate mm-hmm. before, but I don't think we've seen him just like stand there and let somebody else take the fall for what he did.
2: Yeah. yeah exactly. Even just like not having the ability to say anything at all. Like, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. is always like outspoken like Mm -hmm. and saying things even when maybe he shouldn't be saying things and now like when it matters and he actually needs to fucking talk he's just not doing it it's weird it's it's kind of fun to see Brandon this way um even though I kind of hate what he's doing
0: well I very much
2: hate what he's doing but (laughs) but yeah this is it's fun character moments and I appreciate them
0: yeah because it's like he's still himself just differently right because he's still again he believes in whatever he decides or thinks mm -hmm. is right or whatever but he just has nothing to say he just can't come up with anything so it's like he's a little he's almost like I don't know what the right word is it's just like he's at a loss of really what to do and so he just he's just like what do i do i can't do anything i'm helpless
2: you know Mm -hmm. he looks like a puppy that just got caught like chewing up the rug while its parents were away like he's just sitting like standing there looking sad like i know i did wrong and i can't do anything exactly
1: and meanwhile kelly is just like oh i wish brandon's behavior rubbed off on you steve
0: (sighs) oof I wonder if we're going to get a scene with Kelly and Steve next week. Oh, I would would love love that. Yeah.
1: I mean, he deserves it. He deserves her apologizing to him for her her behavior, but then also getting mad at him for letting it happen and being like, I can't believe what you did.
0: Exactly. Like, because I think she has a right to be mad at him and a right to apologize. And... Mm -hmm. I think it's very character correct for Steve to check on Kelly because they were friends before Brandon was even in the picture.
1: They always talk about how Steve loves Kelly so much. Mm-hmm. Like she deserves a lot here that he's not giving yeah. her. And so I would love that payoff to like rekindle their friendship. Me too. Um, Do we have anything else? to say about this. Like I feel universally like the quote of the week, the moment of the week, it's all Kelly at the end of the episode. Is there any other honorable mentions we need to revisit?
2: Uh the B-roll in this episode was surprisingly normal it after was. after, oh after like a while. Of bouncy Ska it and really then The One Crime. Yeah, crime I think <laughs> This one
1: was like very specifically shopping on Beverly Hills Verdeo Drive again, and I was like, I feel comfortable yeah. here,
0: right? Exactly. I was
1: I was waiting to see those like random b roll shots that we've basically seen since season one of people just like throwing out newspapers
0: or like opening their businesses. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Man. Okay. So, what is next week's episode? Will we see the payoff we want to see?
0: gotta be honest i could not tell you because the episode <laughs> that we have next week is season 8 episode 17 the elephant's father <laughs> yeah
1: no i got i got nothing i know because elephants never forget
0: or there's the elephant in the room of cheating and he has a dad I don- <laughs> <laughs> oh Jim my Walsh god comes back <laughs> is it is it emma's dad <gasps> i don't know we will we will have to wait and see who this elephant mm-hmm. is and who his dad is
1: we i guess we will so <laughs> until
0: then you can follow us on instagram at back to podcast you can also shoot us over emails of anything you'd like to say to us at back to podcast
2: at gmail.com that's b-a-c-k-t-o podcast at gmail.com
1: and don't forget to go into your podcast app and rate, review, subscribe, share it with all your friends and family. All that stuff really helps us get seen and build a community and ultimately give y'all a better product. And if you leave us a review in Apple Podcasts, we'll give you a shout out on the show cuz we really appreciate you. So, until next week from all of us at Back to Podcast. I have to go write advice letters to my girlfriend to get her opinion on things I should
2: just talk to her about.
0: (laughs) I am going to go find a lost balloon and chase it away and get lost in a mall.
2: And I'm going to encourage all of this behavior. Bye.
0: Bye. See ya.